it's Warhorse. And some things in life are real obvious, like wearing a mask, you know, do that shit. But some things aren't obvious, like how you need to listen to the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast. You got to trust in the doc on all its college picks. You got to trust in the guru on all his pro picks. And you got to trust in the God on all his lineups. They even talk wrestling and embody the horsepower and heavy metal just the way Warhorse likes it. So remember to listen to the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast because it rules ass. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Schmucks Podcast, episode number three. I'm your host, Hot Carl Clemson, and with me, as always, is the drive through guru, the man that told you to play Brandon Hayukin last week. <laughs> he is the Hibachi Buffet's favorite customer, Buffet Joe. Joey, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Feel, feeling great this week. Yeah, ready to take it on. Let's make let's make some money. Did Did you take on the Wendy's tonight? <laughs> you know, I skipped the Wendy's. Actually, I did have a basketball game. I skipped the Wendy's after the game. However, before the game, I hit McDonald's and got myself two cheeseburgers, uh, six piece chicken nugget, and I swear to God, I'm not even lying. I played more minutes this week, and I felt great with no sub and no nothing. Uh, this week on two cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets, and I did last week. So, you know, it's, it's you know, and I mean, I've been I've been trying to diet the last few days. You know, eat a little healthier, and I've been feeling, you know, I look a little slim after two days, but I, f- I have no energy. Today, as soon as the cheeseburgers hit me, it, I was like a new man. Joe, I was back. Joe, here. Joe, uh, you got to go back to the uh, <laughs> go back to the late '80s on this man, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. I mean, a lot of their the magic they brought to the court was from uh, those McDonald's French fries, and I, and I believe that the uh, McDonald's is what carried the U.S. during the '96 Olympics in Atlanta. So I mean, hey, there's I a mean, secret I believe to it. it. <laughs> I absolutely believe it because there was something to it. I mean, they I usually do a hockey shift in basketball. I play a minute and I come right off, but today I lasted six minutes, seven minutes. The boys were like, what, "What's going on with this guy?" It's the cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> The man was ready. So as you heard, <laughs> as you could hear with us tonight, as usual, he's the man with the locks. He's the guy who somehow survived an ambush by Thomas Hewitt last week. <laughs> and, he, and he just happens to be from. All right, the Doc. Doc, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Giving us that, uh, that Freebirds uh, throwback right there. I love it. No, hey, <laughs> yes, hey we cannot ask for a better Saturday of college football. To be honest, we would have gone 4-0 if not for a uh, uh, maybe a little poor decision by the Georgia coach there at the end. But, man, Texas stepping up and, uh, and winning that game in overtime against OK State just to, 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 to give us that lock on the money line. Man, what a, what a way to uh, finish up that college Saturday. Oh, that that was a beautiful. Yeah, game, that buddy. that was a that that was amazing, man. Congrats, Doc. You know that was hell hell of a pick, dude. Love it. <laughs> Money line win. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, all, all right, gentlemen. So uh, 
let's just say pretty boring week so far, right? Well, you know, <laughs> there's some stuff going on in the country, but uh, let's let's focus on. Hey, we got some action tonight. We got the uh, the Mac playing some college football tonight on a Wednesday. Get out, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> the Mac. <laughs> Man, you shouldn't have told me that because I've been doing good without gambling during the week. But uh, hey, we, hey, we hey, hey, Joe, you know you know what you need to do on on Mac Wednesdays, man. Go get a Big Mac, sit back, watch a couple games. <laughs> hey, you, uh, these these are games though you never can go in as a lock because I'm telling you these two teams like uh, Kent State, uh, Eastern Michigan, they're going to miss about five or six field goals and extra points in these games. So it's just exactly. it's too scary. These are the games where you put a hundred bucks on and you just you might as well flip a coin. <laughs> Close your eyes and drive down the middle of I four, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, gentlemen. So before we get to our schmucks of the week this week, you know that it could be a lot of them. There's a lot of schmucks, I tell you. But uh, you know, like we said, Doc, give you a shout out. You know, you're correct there on the, uh, the big pick with Texas, Texas, Texas Longhorns, just crazy pick. Um, and then we got Buffett Joe, huge lock with the Brandon Ayuk pick for the drive through Congratulations on that one, my friend. Thank you. I think he had about like 21, 22 DraftKings points this week. He did with another late touchdown, man. The the drive through girl uses all sixty minutes, so that's yeah. it. He just need <laughs> all sixty minutes. He just needed Jimmy G to go down. That's all we needed. That's all we needed, and we're back. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead. Let's stop putting ourselves over real quick because let's go ahead. Let's get to our schmucks of the week. Because I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start it off here for us this week, all right? Because last week was an absolute disaster for me on DraftKings. 128 was my high score. And this guy I'm going to mention, he was in all my lineups, absolutely killed me. Kareem Hunt, the fact of the matter is, you were primed to have a monster day last week. Going up against the Raiders and their leaky run defense. The weather conditions couldn't have been more perfect for you. There was more wind gusts in Cleveland last Sunday than the wind Buffett Joe passed after eating his big Buford. <laughs> With the stars aligned to carry my DraftKings lineup to the promised land, you know what you did, Kareem. You did absolutely nothing. You touched the ball 16 times. Woo! 16 times. 16 times is about the same amount of times our presidential candidates have inappropriately touched a female. Mm. Mm. And on 16 touches last week, you totaled just 73 yards mm. and zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. So with the interest of the presidential election, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to cast my vote. I... Hot Carl Clemson, vote Kareem Hunt as my schmuck of the week. There you have it. Schmuck. <laughs> oh, well, he well de- he's well-deserved for that. Yeah, not, nine points did absolutely nothing against the Raiders. Just had a – that was the blow-up spot. You know, without Nick Chubb, the go-dogs uh, 
Kareem Hunt should have just – he should have crushed last week. Absolutely did nothing for him. Should have been huge. It was his spot. He, it, the game was there for him. The win game. He couldn't use any, any passers. You know, they're going to run the ball. He just did nothing. Huh? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, I really want to hear what the doc has to say. Doc, who is your schmuck of the week? Oh, man. I tell you. This one gets personal here, fellas. You know, uh, it's no secret I'm a, I'm a big fan of Georgia football. And, uh, you know, and I don't often pick them all the time as my lock. Obviously, with the Alabama game, uh, it, was, it was pretty uh, straightforward with that one. But in this game, it was Georgia and Kentucky. Georgia had two weeks to prepare um, after that Alabama game. It's a chance to redeem themselves, get some respect in front of the national audience. And uh, – they were 14-point favorites. We took Georgia to cover, and, uh, and they didn't. They, they won the game 14-3, and it's, it's hard sometimes to fault a coach when you win the game. But here's the thing. University of Georgia and Kirby Smart have created a culture, and that culture is not going to allow mediocrity uh, uh, to go on for a long time. And, and bottom line is this, this is a fan base that wants to win championships. And – I hate to do it, but I'm going to give uh, Kirby Smart my schmuck, schmuck of the week for two reasons. Number one, you're up 14-3, four minutes left. You're down the 25-yard line. Kick a field goal, make it a two-touchdown two game, and we cover. <laughs> or at least we push, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one. The other is you got Billy Bennett back there. I call him Billy Bennett. Uh, Stetson Bennett, probably <laughs> Billy Bennett's uh, long-lost brother. They're both under about five foot eight. Um, Stetson Bennett. Talented young man, but you know what? We're not playing JUCO football in here. We're playing the SEC, uh, best of the best. And we saw against Alabama that uh, when you've got six foot seven defensive linemen holding their big paws up there, Billy can't get the ball across the middle. And yes, I'm going to keep calling him Billy because uh, <laughs> Stetson Bennett the fourth man. I'm telling you, uh, I like his moxie. I like everything about him, but he, he's not the fit at Georgia right now. And, and and I don't know at this point what that tells us. Is it that Todd Monken can't come up with better offensive plays to uh, to move that ball into different positions to open up receivers? Or is it the fact that um, Kirby is so dedicated to his defensive game plan and conservative game plan that – he he'll just sacrifice the offense opening it up and that's okay. Cause we're, you know, Georgia's going to win 10 games a year doing that. But when they play teams like Alabama or a Clemson uh, and potentially this week against Florida, um, they're not going to be able to keep up and score. And so for all those reasons said above, hate to do it, my old classmate, but I'm going to give it to him. Schmuck of the week. Kirby smart. <laughs> oh, old Kirby, man. All right. So Buffett Joe, the floor is yours. Who is your schmuck of the week? Well, my my schmuck of the week's not going to just one person. It's it's going to an entire franchise, entire city, and that's uh, the Detroit Lions. Oh boy! You know they they were they were our only loss in our teaser pleaser this week. All five others won. Detroit, all they had to do was stay within nine points. We got nine points. You know we had a close game going in there. Um, they let up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. I mean the Lions, they just they just. They're the team of mediocrity. They can't put nothing together. They're coming off a win. They're at home. Tough game against the Colts. I didn't expect them to win, but I expected it to be close. And they just gave me a big letdown in the fourth quarter, letting up 21 points, letting the Colts run away with it. With You know, knee, whatever his name is, Hines, Neheim Hines. Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines running away with the ball, just going nuts, doing cartwheels and roundoffs and everything else. Um, 
Yeah, blowing us out of the water, costing us another seven to one teaser. That would have been a third one on the year for us. So. Yeah, what a, what a, what a schmuck. Yeah, absolute schmucks. The entire city, even. Yeah. Franchise city, the whole, everybody involved. Just Michigan. <laughs> Just Michigan in general. No, you know, if, yeah. if, if, if somebody from the Colts' backfield was going to crush us, at least be Jonathan Taylor. But come yeah, on, really. man. Give come them, on. Exactly. Come on. Naheem Hines. Yeah. Get a normal name, would you? <laughs> He's a schmuck just for that. <laughs> all, right. all right, so there you have it. There's our schmucks of the week. So let's go ahead. Let's get into our DraftKings lineup for week nine action on the Sunday slate. Before we dive into that, we did have some breaking news today. Um, it may or may not affect what I have to say or what Buffett Joe has to say. So get it out of the way now. Matt Stafford. Apparently, the staph infection was around somebody with COVID. Um, word on the street is that uh, as long as he passed, you know, as long as he's negative for COVID on every test until Sunday, he's geared to play. But one positive test and he's uh, donezo for a couple weeks. So I'm not sure. I don't know who Joey's going with this week. But, Joey, are you going with the staph infection at I mean- quarterback? After what I just said about Detroit, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't uh, it, it wasn't uh, Stafford on quarantine with positive COVID uh, back before the season started? I don't think he had COVID. I think he was around somebody else or his wife. Um, I know she had like brain cancer or a tumor. Something was going on there. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So I think it was just more of a safety precaution. Gotcha. I mean, I imagine his cells being so incredibly weak that he would get it twice. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Well, I mean, he, he, is, he, he is a staph infection after all. So, I mean, <laughs> something's got to give there. All right. So, so, Joey, who are you starting at quarterback this week? Oh, this week I'm going back to the guy I wanted to use last week, but Mother Nature wouldn't let me do it with the wind. I'm going with Derek Carr again, going back to my guy. The Raiders. I was very excited <laughs> last week, um, and I couldn't use him because of the wind, you know. So this week he's got a nice favorable matchup against the Chargers. Um, they've been putting up a lot of points as well. That kid Herbert throwing the ball pretty good. So I think Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball, so – I'm going back to him, 5,700. All right. Not, not, a, not a bad pick. Got a 52 over-under on that game. Um, I definitely think that game will hit the over. And the game is in um, Vegas, correct? No, it's in, in uh, the, yeah. the new stadium, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, weather won't be an issue. Exactly. Though. That's why I went back to it. And, uh, like I said, favorable matchup, man. I mean, I, I thought he would go off last weekend. I wasn't even – able to use them because once uh once i got that weather report on sunday with the wind i said forget yeah i will i will throw this out there at you there is uh currently um rain in the forecast for uh inglewood california <laughs> <laughs> sofi stadium uh 60 degrees so we shall see oh uh, yeah. is that that's not an indoor stadium is it is it no, oh it, oh, it is, okay. it is. Yeah, yeah, we're good we're good okay I thought that's what you said. No, no, no. I couldn't remember how they uh, how that new stadium yeah. was built out there. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's indoors. It's beautiful. You got any concerns with uh, – it looks like the uh, Chargers passing defense has only given up about 260 uh, yards a game. Uh, I'm not not too concerned. I'll let you ahead, Kirk. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, their corners are definitely the uh, 
you know, top of the chain with their defense. But I think, you know, Darren Waller underneath, I think, and, you know, he can definitely get it done. So, I mean, I definitely like Derek Carr to at least get two touchdowns this week. Um, before last week's game, he had multiple touchdowns and I think like five straight games. So, I mean, I'm not too concerned with the, uh, the matchup. And I think that, you know, Herbert's going to probably get it done on offense. So, you know, there's going to be some points in it. Yeah, and the price is, the price is there too. The price is right. The price is right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get my first quarterback out of the way. 7K, Josh Allen this week going against the Seattle Seahawks. The game is in Buffalo. So um, I did not see the weather report yet. So we shall see if uh, the weather is going to be bad up there. But, you know, Josh Allen, he's been struggling the past couple weeks. He hasn't had a passing touchdown in two weeks, guys. So I know after the MVP start of the season, he's just kind of been a dud. But he did have 10 carries last week. He had 11 weeks before that. This game has a 55 over under. And, I mean, they're going against the Seahawks. The Seahawks defense is a defense that we just keep attacking. Uh, You know, I I like Josh Allen this week. He's definitely going to put up some points. I think Josh Allen does get back in the end zone this week with a passing and a possible rushing score. Well, you got uh, you got 71 degrees and sunshine. So this is the weather to do it in. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Buffalo before this little skid that they're on, they were looking really good. I mean, he's been playing unbelievable. He runs as well. And I think he was a top fantasy quarterback for those first few weeks there. Yes, sir. So how, how much so. of this is, is Josh Allen and how much of it is Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, um, not able to maybe uh, change things up once those – because now the defensive coaches for all these other teams have a good bit of film uh, for this this far into the season, and they're, they're coming out with some schemes that are uh, slowing Buffalo down. And so you, you do wonder, is, is that a limitation right now? Is Brian Dable as the offensive coordinator and maybe that inexperience? Yeah, I could I could totally see that, but again, I mean – they're going against the Seattle defense this week. <laughs> Just about the, they're, they're, they're not the Legion of Boom anymore, right? <laughs> no. I was about to say the Doc, you make a valid point, but uh, we're playing Seattle. <laughs> yeah, giving up, giving up uh, 468 yards a game, that Seattle defense. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're – they're a wild team because they, they put up the points on offense yeah. and they let them up on defense. Yeah, they're giving up 366 yeah. passing yards a game. So if, if Josh Allen does not have a good performance in this, then woo, I got a schmuck of the week next week. <laughs> <laughs> big time, big time. All right, Joey, who, who do you got as your other quarterback this week? Well, I'm going to that same game um, and I'm spending the money of the 7,600. Russell Wilson, man, that guy, you could just count on him this season, MVP season so far. I mean, if you look at his game log and the points he guy puts up, he's, I think he's got 30, almost five, four, five or six weeks. Uh, so I'm going back to that game. Like I said, hopefully the weather is good. I think he said 70 and sunny. Let's keep it that way. Uh, and let's see what Russell Wilson could do, man. Find his, find his point. He gets the job done. He's pretty reliable, so. Yeah, the, the the Russ is cooking. 
You know, every every week he's just putting up monster oh. numbers. So I definitely like pick piggybacking off of the Josh Allen play. I think Russell Wilson. He's, yeah, I mean, he's a good I spent eight thousand well. on him last week, and it was my best lineup that I used. That you know, we had a lot of terrible lineups, but I did my best lineup <laughs> was using Russell Wilson and Metcalf. So he and I spent the money on it, but he yeah. gets it done. So you get sometimes you got to do it. You know, yep. Russell Wilson has as many passing yards in seven games as uh, Josh Allen does in eight games. Wow. He, he will <laughs> – when he when he completes his eighth game, he's going to be halfway to 5,000 yards passing. It's amazing. He's, he's amazing. had an unbelievable yeah. year. He's amazing. been fun to watch this season. Yeah. Definitely. And, I mean, you know, Seahawks, again, they don't have that defense. That Russ, he has to be cooking each and every week, yeah. you know, to keep up. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get to my last quarterback. I'm going to mention the price. I feel like the price is right. He's been a huge disappointment so far up to the se- you know, this point of the season. Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, 6,900. So he's going against the Colts this week. A lot of people have worries about that. The Colts defense has been, you know, they've been playing lights out on defense this year, honestly. And Lamar Jackson's coming off a game. He had two picks last week. He lost two fumbles going against the Steel Curtain. And the Colts, I mean, they got the fourth-ranked defense in the league league right now. So I think Lamar Jackson, I think he, you know, he's going to have a tough go initially, but I think Lamar Jackson's going get, to get it done this week. You're basically 6,900. You're paying for a running back that throws passes. Okay, so I'm not banking on Lamar Jackson to, you know, throw the ball. I haven't put him in any of my drafting lineups this year. I mean, Devontae Adams outscored him in the QB <laughs> passing drill at the Pro Bowl, for Christ's sakes. So I, I'm not I, I'm not sold on Lamar, you know, throwing the ball. But, I mean, Matt Stafford had 300 yards, three touchdowns last week against his Colts secondary. I know roads have been closed so far this year. But, you know, I'm not worried about that. I think Lamar Jackson, Jackson 6,900. Again, you're paying for a running back that plays quarterback. So what do you guys think? Well, on my end, I mean, I, you pretty much laid the nail on the head. You, you're not paying for this guy to pass because he just he's inaccurate. I mean, last week, I don't know if it was a win game last week, but 13 for 28. Um, you know, he just he's inaccurate, but he's a freak athlete. He's in the dome on a fast field. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, it could happen. This season has kind of been a little bit of a you know down season for him. I'm thinking about trading him in my fantasy league, but yeah, <laughs> so the guy. But no, I mean, I could. It's, it's kind of reminding me of you last week talking about Cam Newton, where you're you're paying for the the runs, you know. Um, if you throw a couple of touchdowns in there, you get the running yards. It's like a double whammy. So. Yeah, and this is another reason I like Lamar too. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I I picked the Cleveland Browns defense against Philip Rivers. And they paid off dearly. So, again, I think Phillip Rivers, he's going to struggle again against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Their defense is legit. I think Phillip Rivers struggles there. I think there's going to be a lot of short field. And I think, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's going to have a good amount of opportunities in the red zone. And, I mean, I'll I'll get to him later. He's my tight end this week. But, you know, I think Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews is just – it's a great stack this week. Yeah, I like – I like Lamar in this game. I think Lamar's going to get about three touchdowns. You know, the the Colts do a phenomenal job against the run, uh, allowing only like 79 yards a, 
a game. But uh, when you when you got a quarterback with this much talent and the speed he brings to the table on that turf, um, you you throw that short field into it, and he's going to open them up with the passing game and create runs for himself. And I, I think he's going to have a bounce back game. And we're going to be talking about this next week and the phenomenal job that uh, Lamar does. Oh yeah, you betcha. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get off the quarterbacks. So before we get to running backs, I do have a couple questions for us. So let's go ahead. Let's get to those right now. It's from the drive-thru guru. I was wondering, how many steak and shake burgers can you finish in one sitting? Also, this question's for all you guys. Did any of you guys have Delvin Cook playing on your DraftKings? What do you think about his performance on Sunday? And do you just think he'll be able to duplicate what he did against the Lions this coming Sunday? All right. Didn't have a name for that one um, in the voice memo, but it is from a gentleman named Travesty. So what What do you think? Dalvin well, let's, took... let's start with, that... the, with the more important question. How many Steak and Shake burgers can you finish in one sitting, Buffett Joe? Well, I'm a big fan of Steak and Shake. Um it's been a while since I went there. I might have to feature that on my uh, one of my uh, picks uh, coming up soon. But you know, I'm not a guy that that scoffs them down quickly. I hate to. I, I got to be honest. I like to enjoy my food. I like to savor every bite. Um, at one sitting, I mean, if you want me to get two, I could get two down there easily. But you know, I like to get one in there and just get it done, and uh, that's it. But if you want me to do a couple, I could I could definitely hammer it down. I mean. Now do you- do you like to uh, do you like to throw down one of the milkshakes while you're there? Does that slow you down a little bit? You know that could be it too. I I, I never get I get a milkshake. I don't get soda or nothing like that. I get the milkshake gotcha. and that's my drink, and uh, I put it down. It's a it's a beautiful combo. So do, do you like their fries? Do you like their fries? Because honestly, like I would probably go there more. Yeah, they like. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan yeah. of steak and shake fries. They got to step up get, the game there. Yeah. Well, what you got to do is you got to get them to throw that Cajun seasoning on them. Is that the secret? That's the secret <laughs> to the fries right there. Yes, sir. All right. I, I picture Joey as the guy that dips his fries into his You know, milkshake. I don't I I do that if I if I'm bored or something, but you know what? I <laughs> if I, I like to go at ranch. I I do ranch and barbecue and I do the double dip, you know. I hit, I hit the ranch, I hit the barbecue, <laughs> you combine it together. It's it's a beautiful thing. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be all here, here all night talking about food with Buffett Joe. Let's let's get into this Dalvin Cook question. Are you are you starting Dalvin against uh against Detroit? You know, actually, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That was one of my picks, and I'll get into it. But uh, I think he asked if we we watched, and I actually watched that whole game with a Packers fan, and uh, he wasn't happy. That that's a it's safe to say. Uh, the, the Packers fan was was miserable all day. Dalvin Cook ran all over him. Got. I think three touchdowns and caught one. So it was an impressive run. And unfortunately I did not have him in my lineup. Yeah. Same, same here. That was a huge whiff by uh, my part. I was totally expecting the Packers to just blow them out. I did like the Dalvin cook matchup because the Packers run defense wasn't good, but I was expecting Aaron Rodgers to just come out, light up the Vikings, Vikings be playing a lot of keep up, you know, and throw the football. So Dalvin Cook last week, big miss. However, this week he's going against the Detroit Lions, 8,200. Detroit's the 32nd ranked run defense. And Dalvin had 32 touches last week, 226 total yards, four touchdowns. I mean, 
I think he's an absolute lock. The first thing you do when you set your lineup this week, you get Dalvin Cook in your lineup. <laughs> yeah, I was I have him written down here as well. And I usually don't like to go back to a guy that blows up the previous week just because I just feel like it's going to be a letdown. But this week, how could you not? Detroit, like I said earlier, I mean, they're pathetic. So, I, I mean, Naheem, yeah. Naheem Hines shredded <laughs> yeah. them. The guy, the guy, the guy, the guy doesn't even have a first name, and he shredded him. So I think Dalvin Cook's going to get it done. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's get to. We got one more question here. All right. Uh, yeah, guys, I got a couple questions. Uh, my name's Ernest Sean, but all my friends and everybody calls me E. Rekshon. Um Yeah, <laughs> my question's for Joey. Um, yeah, I was wondering, uh, what do you think of Chase Edmonds playing uh, against the Dolphins this weekend? Uh, I know uh, Kenyon Drake's out. Man, that guy's been a big letdown like this fucking election. i tell you what. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, what do you think, Joey? Uh, Chase Edmonds against the Dolphins? I'm not sure the Dolphins uh, scored like 20-some points on DraftKings this weekend. They look pretty tough. Uh, what do you think of that? And uh, also, Joey, uh, what do you think about the McRib sandwich? It's coming back in December. Uh, are you a fan of that sandwich? I was thinking uh, somebody told me I can order a monster McRib. It's two McRib <laughs> patties. What do you think of that sandwich, Joey? Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> was that erection or election? Uh, <laughs> that was oh, erection. Erect okay. That's our good buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. He was like, he was like yeah, our buddy yeah, Dean Goldberry yeah, exactly. last week. So, 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 Joey, what do you think? The McRib is coming back early well, December. I mean, well, is that something I, on your I'm list? I'm a member of the secret menu, and I got that info a couple months in advance. So I've been very, very excited about it. And, uh, I was able to already get one before it went, went public. So I already had it, got a nice little preview and, uh, it's delicious as always. So he mentioned a monster McRib, which as a member of the secret, uh, menu club, we get monster Max, which is a big Mac with quarter pounders on it. So that's, whoa, whoa, that's a whoa. little bit better on my, uh, my, uh, my favorites list, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know about a monster McRib, man. That's a little too much, right <laughs> it's there. A little too much, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the McRib, but just one just patty. Give, it's just it's, give it's me really one. messy. I tell them to lighten up you know? on the sauce. They go crazy with the sauce. So you lighten up <laughs> on the sauce. So that's yeah. you know you want to taste the rib. You want to taste a little sauce. The pickles and onions on there. It's it's beautiful. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So the other side of the question, Chase Edmonds, Joey, I know you're a big fan of him. He's 6,800 this oh, week. What I do you think Chase about Chase Edmonds? Edmonds? I've been waiting for this moment. I don't wish anyone to get hurt. I was really hoping they would just bench him because um, I picked him up in all my, <laughs> my leagues. I drafted him in one of them and picked him up in another. He was available early. So I love this guy. I think he's better than Drake. Um, I was disappointed at how expensive he is this week, but he's still going in every lineup. Um, and he's expensive for a reason. He's good. Um, Miami looked phenomenal last week, but you know, I don't know if the Rams are as good as everyone thinks they are. You know, I mean, they've only got wins against the NFC East. I think they can beat somebody else too, but most of their wins are from the NFC East. Uh, the, they made the Dolphins look like you know Super Bowl champions. So um, I'm going to Edmonds, and I'm putting him everywhere. He's out. He's either going to be great, or he's going to be my schmuck of the week next week. <laughs> 
Well, Miami's defense, they allowed a 10th most points to running backs. So I think Edmonds, this should be a blow-up spot. You know, last year against the great NFC East, the New York football giants, Edmonds, that was his game where he had, uh, he was a lead dog. He had 29 touches, 150 total yards, and three touchdowns. So, I mean, that was, that was his one workhorse game. And I mean, I remember last year, I, I did not have him in my DraftKings lineup that week, and I regretted it. So I'm going to put him in my lineup this week. I might regret it. I might not. We I, think, uh, I think you're going to be very <laughs> pleased, buddy. Oh, I, I think I'll be very <laughs> pleased indeed. <laughs> All right. So let me, let me get to my, uh, my second running back. So Davin Cook was my first. We got James Conner, 6,900, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Don't need to say anything else. The Cowboys stink. The you know Connor had 23 touches last week. I think this is you know Connor has had some pretty decent games. He's been around you know the 15 to 20 point range. I think this is a James Connor blow up spot. I think he's going to hit 25 to 30 this week. He's got five touchdowns on the season. I think the Steelers are just going to light up the Cowboys. Big second half with James Connor just running the ball down their throat. So. James Conner, 6,900. You guys like that player? Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are uh, giving up 171 yards of rushing a game. So this, this to me, is it's almost too good to be true because you're putting it on turf. You're going – you're putting this running back. You know, the weather is not going to be a factor. You're you're going up against a weak rushing defense with obviously a team that's uh, in quarterback disarray. I think they're – they got a kid out of uh, one of the local high schools there that's going to be starting this Sunday – uh, for Dallas. Um, but guys, I, I don't know. I get a little nervous when it, when it's too obvious, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do, you know, they, they do play high school football in oh, Texas. That's, they've got know? like, they've got, they've got <laughs> high school stadiums in Texas that rival, uh, any of these Mac stadiums that are on TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. All right, Joey, anything no, to I add think, there? I think James Conner could be a safe player. I mean, Dallas has been pathetic. There's, Pittsburgh's going to get their points. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I don't know I don't know how the Eagles only put up 23 against them. I guess I guess Carson Wentz is just – his days are done. I don't know. But um, the Steelers are going to score, man. So, it's going to – I think they're all going to do well, honestly. Remember, remember what we yeah. talked about the other day, though, the NFC East can make anybody look bad. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, they, they made the Bucks look horrible, right? The Giants and the Bucks. That's right. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, I'm pretty sure our buddy Rod. Well, he sure was. That, one. <laughs> that was a. They almost lost, man. They almost blew it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our wide receivers this week. This is the week we do not have Devonte Adams on this slate, so the obvious play is not there. We got to dig a little deeper with the wide receivers. So, Joey, who, who are you starting well, at wide receiver this week? my first pick this week, um, I'm going to your quarterback who you mentioned, uh, Josh Allen. We're going with Stephon Diggs, Minnesota's own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, going against the 32nd-ranked defense with Seattle, 7,400. They're going to be throwing, right? So, Diggs has looked well. He's you know he's up there in price, but spend the money, man. Diggs gets it done. Um I say it gets over 20 this week, and, you know, that's going to be a high-scoring contest. So, 
Yeah, Diggs, uh, last week, six for 92 in the uh, crazy weather game up in, uh, New, uh, was that? That was in Buffalo, right? I believe it was. The yeah. Bills game? Yeah. Okay, Buffalo, Foxborough, whatever. The weather was terrible last week, but Diggs still put up 92 yards. Um, we, he, he had nine targets in that game. Week before that, 11 targets. Week before that, 16 targets. So, I mean, he's definitely getting targeted a ton. So, I, Stefan Diggs, along with Josh Allen, give me that stack every day of the week. Let's baby. go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, I'm actually going to stay in that game, too. And you know what? I'm going to piggyback off of your quarterback. <laughs> I think Tyler Lockett at 6,800 this week going against the Bills, you know, it's been kind of going back and forth. You got Metcalf week, Lockett week, Metcalf week. I think it's a Lockett week. Metcalf is going to be going, he's going to be getting shadowed covered by Tredavious White on the outside. And the Bills defense is more vulnerable in the slot. Lockett has seven touchdowns this season. I think Lockett, you know, he, he could, he could, he could definitely make your DraftKings lineup. Just, you know, you saw it a couple weeks ago against Arizona. He had 50 freaking points. But you got to be kidding me. So if you didn't have Lockett in your lineup a couple weeks ago, you didn't win anything. So I think Tyler Lockett, along with Russell Wilson, I think that's a great stack as well. Yeah, I love it. I'm all over that, I'm all over that game as well. So Yeah, this should be a high-scoring game. Beautiful weather, two explosive offensive teams, not a lot of defense. So should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, so let's keep that weather nice up in Buffalo this week. Jeez. That's right. We don't need a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Are they having fans there yet? I'm not sure, man. Yeah, I think New York shuts everything down for a while. They're still up in New York, so. Yeah. Ah, there we go. So, All right, Joey, who, who's your other wide receiver well, you're going with this torn week? between this one because, um, you know, I like we said, we're going to get a lot of points uh, going up against the NFC lease in Dallas. I was torn between Claypool and uh, <laughs> my guy Juju, but you know what? It's time for Juju to prove he's number one and uh, – Start getting rolling. He got seven catches last week uh, against the tough Raven team, 67 yards. Didn't get the touchdown, but I could see Juju having a game like he had uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure who he played, but he got a couple touchdowns in the in the first half, and he looked good. So I'm going to hope he gets back to his to his form and uh, start putting up some points for us. And, you know, 6,200 against Dallas, very weak in the dome. So we got no, nothing to worry about weather-wise. And uh, – Let's get Juju the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one, Joey. So I mean, I love Juju the talent, but I mean, you got Juju there, you got Claypool, you got Deontay Johnson, you got three guys. You know, there's uncertainty on where the ball's gonna go. So that's the only thing that scares me on Juju this week is you know if it's not Juju, it could be a big Claypool week. It could be a big, you know, Deontay Johnson week. So that's the part that's kind of keeping me from wanting to put Juju in my lineup. I mean, you can't argue with the matchup. Dallas is just atrocious in their secondary. But, I mean, I, I don't think I can get Juju in my lineup this week. I, just, I, I, like, I like the, you know, the volume guys. And I don't, I don't know if Juju is going to see, you know, the 7 to 10 targets that well, I'm looking that's for. that's exactly what I was – I mean, that's, that's a valid point. I mean, that's what you – that's kind of why I was having a toss-up. I mean, with Claypool and then, yeah, you got Deontay Johnson. But I understand what you're saying. And, uh, but, you know, I was, I was doing my research today while I was eating those cheeseburgers before my game. And uh, so this that's, is a... uh, that's, Juju was just screaming at me. He said, Joey, put me in the lineup. So 
This is a we're gut a in. gut decision, right? This is all about the gut. I mean, you got they're gonna put up the point. So I like listen, it. Listen, that's why that's why I do my research while I'm eating because that's that's what happens. They call to me, so <laughs> absolutely no <laughs> science. No science. <laughs> and I understand what he's saying. I do. I get it. You don't. You want the volume. You want the one guy to get it. But you know what? Juju, Big Ben. Let's hope he finds his guy. He sees that he's getting open all day, and he just keeps firing the rock. Let's go. Yeah, and I mean it could it could turn out to be a Ben Roethlisberger game where he just chucks the ball and throws you know three to four touchdowns. So I mean, I'm not saying Juju is going to be a dud, but I mean there there's a good chance he could blow up. There's a good chance that you know he he he's, he's a schmuck. You know, come on, Juju, come through for us. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So I'm going to stay at home with my next wide receiver, Adam Thielen. 6700 you know he, he's a little pricey for you know he hasn't been doing much lately you know the past two games he's been under 60 yards which is kind of crazy to think about but this game's going to be indoors no other concerns going against the Detroit Lions Adam Thielen's already got seven touchdowns this season and as a as a homer Viking fan I can tell you this you know Adam Thielen he'll have a couple games where he disappears and then he'll blow up so I think this is just a blow-up spot for Adam Thielen going against that Detroit secondary. And, you know, Kirky Cousins is actually kind of sneaky this week against the Lions. He had a couple big games against them last year. So I think Adam Thielen, you can lock him in for 100 yards, about seven to eight catches and a touchdown this week. Yeah, kind of a similar game to where we were just at with uh, the Steelers having their options and uh, Vikings going with, mm-hmm. with uh, Thielen, so. I got a feeling it's going to be a Justin Jefferson game. <laughs> Bro, that, we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of lean to yeah. Dalvin Cook having such an explosive game that, uh, you know, the receivers are going to get theirs, but I, I don't know. I don't know how much Thielen's going to get out of it. Yeah, and it could go back to, you know, if Matt Stafford is eligible to play, you know, Thielen's probably going right. to be more active. But if Matt Stafford's not in the game, you know, it just could be another Dalvin Cook here's exactly. the ball 32 times. Exactly. Run with it, you know. So, all right, Joey. So, let's move on to the tight end. Who are you starting at tight end this week? Are you, are you, are you paying the, what, what the schmucks out there <laughs> want to know? Are you, are, are you paying 4200 for Darren <laughs> Fells this week? I don't even know who that guy is anymore. Are you still in the NFL? <laughs> is he so? Is he a tight end? Still calling him a tight end, huh? That's. I thought DraftKings would have taken him off. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not going with Darren Fells. Um, I'm trying to forget that guy's name for a couple of weeks now, but I am going to my guy Noah Fant of the Denver Broncos. Um, Drew Locke is back. He's in full swing. He's doing his dance moves at the end of the game last week. Um, you know, this guy caught seven seven passes, for, uh, nine targets, 47 yards. Uh, seems like they have a good rapport, him and Drew, Drew Locke. So uh, he's been quiet the last few weeks. He missed a few games. Um, you know, now they, they're getting healthy. Drew Locke's back. Let's let him find the end zone this week against your guys, the Atlanta Falcons. So. The, the youngery defense is back. <laughs> we, we, this is the third episode in a row we're going against the, the Falcons, so. Hey, but they're, they're not last anymore. Yeah. They're, they're improving. They're 26th against the tight end, so. 
Yeah, not not a bad play. I gotta congratulate us. You know, it took us all the way to the tight end position <laughs> to pick on the Falcons. So, you know, I'm I'm sure the yeah, Doc's happy know, about the, that. The Doc was kind of looking forward to a better draft pick. <laughs> hey, you know what? If they were in the NFC lease, they would probably be in first place right now. So, hey, yeah, hey. hey, you know one one thing about the Falcons. Uh, over the last three games, I mean, they've uh, they've held teams to roughly what seventeen to twenty three points. So, um, Drew Locke's going to need a big game to uh, to give you the numbers you need. Yeah, it's. I mean, you, you're right. They've held them there, but you know what? I liked it. I like. I kind of like this combo, even in a lower scoring game where he kind of just finds his guy. It's like his, his safety net, you know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let me get to my tight end. I already mentioned him. Mark Andrews, 4,800. He's under 5K this week, which is just mind-boggling because this whole season he's been hanging around a $6,000 mark. But he's he's had back-to-back stinkers. Three for 32 last week versus Steelers. Two for 21 versus the Eagles. He does have five touchdowns on this season. And TJ Hawkinson just last week against the Colts, seven catches, 65 yards. Like I mentioned before, I'm high on Lamar Jackson this week. I think he's going to bounce back, and I think Mark Andrews is going to be a big factor for him in the red zone. The Colts' defense, they've been playing better on the outside. I think Mark Andrews in the middle of the field, just give me Andrews every day for 4800 That's you know That's cheap for you know a stud tight end who's probably going to finish as one of the top, you know, top two to three tight ends on the week. Yeah, well, you know, from I, you guys. I, I, I do want to throw this out there that I guess there was a lot of a uh, lot of controversy coming out of Baltimore after last weekend against the Steelers about Marquise Brown not getting enough touches and, you know, throwing it at Lamar saying he's got to do a better job. So it is one of those games where you wonder, is Lamar and the, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff going to try to create more opportunities for Marquise? Is that going to take away from the tight end or? Is it all one of those things that uh, it, it opens more things up for the tight end? Because if Marquise starts getting his touches, then you've got to look at more coverage on Marquise, and that's going to open up some schemes across the middle. So, it, who knows? Yeah, and I mean, Xavier Rhodes, who I imagine will be covering Marquise Brown this week, Xavier Rhodes has had trouble with those slippery, quick wide receivers. So, I mean, you're going to probably get a big pass interference call or – Rhodes is going to get beat, beat deep and he's going to, you know, fake like he pulled his hamstring and walk off the field. <laughs> okay. So I'm calling that right now. He's famous for that, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is. Every time there would be like a third wide receiver come on the field, would beat him down the seam, and then Xavier Rhodes would grab his hamstring. It's like, come Unbelievable. on. <laughs> All right. So let's get to our under 5K plays this week. Joey, who are you playing who, who, who's a deal for you this well, week? I got a nice 5K. little bargain here for you. Um, and I was shocked that this guy was this low. Um, Justin Jackson from the Chargers, uh, 4,900, just under five. I was able to follow the rules this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> he got, he got a 17. He carried the ball 17 times last week against the Broncos. He, he added three catches, 53 yards on that. So, um, what did he get us last week? 17, 17 points last week. I, but that's without finding the end zone. So, you know, Vegas is not that great of a run run defense. Um, 
giving up the most rushing yeah, touchdowns so on the season. Yeah, I didn't even know that, and I picked him. See, you see that? So <laughs> um, he trusted the yeah, gut. I, I love. Yeah, trusted the gut. That's what I do. So I, you know, I just like the matchup, and it's it's very very cheap. I mean, you got to f- figure out a way to get in there in the flex spot under five thousand. Yeah, I, I like the call forty nine hundred. I mean, the Raiders. Who's, who's the yeah. other guy taking touches from him? Is it Kelly? Yeah, he's Kelly. That guy, he's gutless. I haven't <laughs> seen anything out of him. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's literally done nothing. So, uh, I... yeah, no, ja- ja- Jackson's taking over the lead role there. My only concern there is just. Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, that offense has completely changed with him in the lineup where they're just passing the ball a ton yeah, now all of a sudden. So, I mean, really well. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, Justin Jackson, though, I mean, 4,900, if you're getting, you know, 15 to 20 touches out of that, that that's a steal. Yeah, let's do it for, for, for that, for that price. It's, you can't go wrong. Guys, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta interrupt for some breaking no. news here. Breaking news on this podcast on a Mac Wednesday. The, the power just went out oh of the boy. stadium at the Central Michigan and Ohio game. <laughs> <laughs> Literally before the half, the power has gone out. So, uh, oh, welcome to Mac Wednesdays. <laughs> so, <laughs> flashback, flashbacks of the Super Bowl. So, uh, so, somebody stopped the damn match. <laughs> right. Take it home. All right. So, let's let's leave from our breaking news there. All right, let's go to my guy under 5K. He's actually 4K this week, a little cheaper than Justin Jackson, also a running back. Matt Breida going up against the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> you know, yeah, Joe, Joey's boy Gaskin is hurt for a couple weeks. And let's face it, Jordan Howard, he's not getting the touches. I mean, he may steal, you know, a, a red zone look. I think he's got like four touches this year, and he's got like 17 touchdowns somehow. Something like that. But uh, Matt Breida, I think, you know, he's going to begin the majority of the snaps for uh, Miami's offense. You know, they just traded for DeAndre Washington. But I think Matt Breida, you know, at 4K, he's going to get 10 to 12 touches. So I think Matt Breida is going to hit value wow. easily. Great call there. I, I love that. I, I just saw that Gaskin was out and uh, forgot about Breida. Uh, hey, Tampa kid. Yeah. Well, he went to high school around here. So... Tampa's own Matt. There Breida. it is. Let's do it. Cards are giving up 130 <laughs> a, a game. That's a that's a good call right there. And when you've got uh, Tua back there with the Dolphins, you know they've got to respect that arm that he brings to the table. Obviously, uh, you got to do the same for uh, his predecessor um, uh, Fitzmagic. But you know, I I think Tua brings something to that Miami offense. It's a little more unpredictable, and uh, that's going to open up opportunities for that run game. Yeah, I like Matt. Miami's look good. Yeah. The four and three Dolphins could be five and three after this weekend. It's amazing. <laughs> my, uh, my buddy's a big Bills fan, and he is very nervous about the Dolphins right oh, now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no way. Well, like not, they're, they're done worrying about the Patriots, so now it's, it looks like it's going to be the Bills and the Dolphins for the future, that, that division there. So. Wow. Yeah, we've got, we've got the Cleveland the Browns, Bill Belichick, back in play right now. It's no longer the Pats, Bill Belichick. It's the Cleveland Browns, Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Joey, do you have any other under 5K value you know, plays? I actually do, and it's going back to the Dolphins, um, and it's uh, Preston Williams. It's I'm not, I, don't, I might use him in one lineup or 
just to take a flyer on him. I like the guy. Uh, he's a good deep deep ball play. Um, and like like uh, the doc said with uh, to his arm, I think he might find him. So it's forty one hundred this week. Okay, I mean it's a it's a cheap play. You know, last time I played a wide receiver, forty one hundred <laughs> MVS completely. Uh... <laughs> He's he's still the yeah, most valuable schmuck. Actually, has some talent, and uh, yeah, he might be able to make something happen. I mean, I mean, MVS. How is this guy still in the league at this point? Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get a better quarterback to throw you the ball, dude. You know? Yeah. No, no. All right. So, since you got a wide receiver there, I'm going to pick a wide receiver myself, and I got I got to pick on Atlanta. You got to do it every chance you get. So I'm gonna go Jerry Judy, 4,700. He went he went four for ten last week, 73 yards. Uh, he could be the lead wide receiver for the Broncos this week. Um, Tim Patrick has been held out with an injury, I believe it was a hamstring injury, but he was limited in practice this week. But if he's out, I mean, just he's gonna be the stud going against that Atlanta secondary. That uh, you know, they, they've, they've been a little better the past couple of weeks, but as you saw, Robbie Anderson, he went off against them last week. Uh, so I think Jerry Judy, 4,700, he, he could be in line for, you know, between five and seven, you know, targets this week. He was on, he was on my list as well. I love, I love it. Um, I wanted to mention him as well. Um, you know, great pick. I mean, I, I'm very confident in uh, the schmucks pick this picks yeah. this week. So. Uh- I think we're gonna bounce back nice. I like uh, I like Judy in this pick. Uh, just a little more to the the storyline here is you've got Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley, two two former Alabama stands out uh, standouts. Uh, obviously, Jerry Judy was an Alabama standout, so he's got something to prove to the uh, wide receivers on the other team. So uh, so yeah, I think it could be a big day for Jerry Judy. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play him. Roll, <laughs> roll, roll tide, baby. <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get to the uh, the end of our DraftKings lineups this week. We got defense. So Steelers, obviously, right at the top, they broke a DraftKings record this week. They're forty nine hundred <laughs> against Dallas. Absolutely amazing, and I mean, they probably will score about fifteen to twenty points. But Joey, are you paying out no, for the Steelers defense? Not. And uh, you know, Dallas, we don't. That kid's getting benched. The Nutri's benched, so they're putting in Cooper Rush and uh, the other Glenn Gilbert or something. Gilbert, uh, I don't <laughs> even know the guy's name, but <laughs> but they got they got two new guys that they're going to battle it out this week to to come up with uh, replace Danucci. Yeah, uh, so and Danucci was just terrible, Jesus. So who knows? I'm not going with. I'm not paying the money there with the Steelers. Uh, I am going with the Giants. Believe it or not, at twenty seven hundred. Um, their offense is terrible, but their defense has been kind of the bright spot for them. Uh, hey, they they played well against the Bucks, and uh, they're going up against Washington, who's, you know, they kind of got their own quarterback issues. Uh, I could see the Giants in a divisional game uh, getting you your twelve to fifteen points with twenty seven hundred. It's good, good, uh, good value there. Yeah, and the game will be outdoors. Uh, you know the. Weather is going to be nice in Buffalo. Not sure how it's going to be in Washington this week. So, I mean, that's, that's not yeah, a bad rain, call. sleet, snow, or shine, or whatever. I like the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> G-men. 
All right. So I already mentioned my defense this week. I'll, I'll go back to them. Baltimore Ravens, 3,500 this week. Usually I like to spend down, but I think just they're going to eat Phillip Rivers alive. You know, the Colts, they look pretty good against the Lions last week. Everybody looks good against the Lions. I think they come crashing back to earth this week. The Ravens, 24 sacks on the season. And I think, like I said, they're just going to eat Phillip Rivers alive. So I'm going with the Ravens, 3,500. I like it. There it I is. Like it. There it is. You, you love the Ravens this week, man. I do. I think it's just, you know, they lost to the Steelers last week. It was a tough loss. You know, a lot of people would are doubting consider, Lamar Jackson. Would you consider this a big game for Baltimore? Has to be. Has to be. Uh, Think about it. Coming off of the Pittsburgh game, um, if if they're going to put together a run that is going to be, uh, you know, not only to get into the playoffs, but they have a good uh, good um, spot uh, for the seeding, um, they've got to have a big game after that Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there've been there's been some rumblings that Lamar can't put. That's it. Game. That's it. Spots, you know, the Chiefs this week, the Steelers last week, so. Yeah, it is a one o'clock kickoff, and I mean the Colts—they are actually going to have fans there. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think you know Lamar Jackson. I think he's just going to get done. I think the Ravens' defense is going to get done. So I love the Ravens just overall this week. All right, let's do it. Let's go, Baltimore. All right, everyone. If you're looking for a real pleaser, it's time for Buffett Joe's teaser. Joey, take it away. <laughs> All right, well, this week we're trying to get back to the to the win column. Uh, you know, it's the second one uh, that I've missed where I hit five out of six, so a little disappointing. Uh, very angry at the Lions. It's going to be tough to forgive them. I'm definitely not going back to them this week, although it is a little enticing. But uh, staying away from the Lions. Um, all right, so we got the, the 6.16 teaser for 7 to 1. 100 bucks will get you 700. We're going to start off. We're going to take the Bills plus 9 home against Seattle. Uh, we're getting nine points there. Uh, like we said, it's going to be a lot of points scored. Bills are going to have to keep up. Um, hey, hopefully they'll win the game at right. Seattle's coming across uh, the country, going from the west to the east. So let's go, Bills. Let's cover those nine points. A little, uh, little nice little safety blanket there with the nine. All right. Uh, next one, we got Chicago. Chicago Bears on the road against Tennessee. Uh, we're going to take the Bears plus 12 and a half. Um, oh, God. A lot of points there. Tennessee, they just lost to the Bengals. I mean, uh, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how this line is six. It kind of reminds me of last week's game uh, with the Steelers getting ten and a half. Um, it's just too many points against a good Bears defense, and Tennessee to off defense is pathetic. So, Bears have a good defense. They'll keep them in the game, you know, kind of shut down Henry, and uh, let's, keep, let's go with the Bears plus 12. You think Big Dick Nick is going to get done? I don't, I don't. I think he just has to do a little bit. I'm not asking for a Super Bowl, Nick. You know, just <laughs> just, just just give the ball, keep us in the game like he did against the Saints last week, and uh, give me the twelve and a half points. Lose the game by ten. I don't care, Big Dick Nick. Yeah, whatever. Keep, keep me within twelve and a half points. Yeah, that's all I want. I think I think, you def- I think the defense keeps them in that game. I, I think mean, he Tennessee. Covered. Yeah. Yeah. they just lost to the Bengals. Give me a break. <laughs> Although the Bengals offense is good, but the defense pathetic. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. We are going to the old fish. Fish plus ten and a half. I'm always afraid to bet the fish, but you know what? Let's go Dolphins. Tua 
have a big day from Brita, like we talked about. They're, you know, they're on the road against Arizona. Uh, my guy Chase Edmonds is looking to have a big game, but hey, that's our safety net plus ten and a half. We're all over it. So they got the fish plus ten there, ten and a half. All right, next mm-hmm. one. I before this podcast started, I had the Colts plus eight and a half. So there is a lot of pressure now. On hot Carl Clemson because the Buff Fat <laughs> has just switched his pick. Late breaking news: We are going with the Ravens plus three and a half. Um, I hate crossing zero. This this line is uh, I think it's a two and a half point. I've written down two and a half point spread. Uh, Ravens by two and a half. We're crossing over zero. We're getting plus three and a half. A little risky because we're only getting three and a half points. But you know what? I believe in hot Carl. And I'm going with the Ravens plus three and a half there. So, Wham, bam, Michael Sam, baby. <laughs> a lot of pressure on, a lot of pressure on the on the Clem man, but you know what? Let's do it. I have a lot of faith. So, but believe in the God. <laughs> believe in the God. All right. Next up, um, another one that I don't usually do, but I, you know, I like to do it at least once in, in one of these teasers. I mean, you know. Um, I'm going with New England minus one against the Jets. Uh, normal line is seven. Um, you know the Jets. The Jets aren't going to win this game, so New England's going to win. We all know it. They've been struggling, but you know what? They're going to win the game. Just New England minus one. Get the job done, and that's it. So that's actually a Monday night game. I'm sorry. So we're going into the Monday night. So bet, that's the Monday night game. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like to. Uh, is that Sunday? No, that's a Monday night. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like going into this way. You know what? You got the Monday night. We, if we're alive, we're alive. If not, we're just going to bet the game straight up. So there <laughs> you go. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's hope that we uh, survive all of Sunday and we make it to Monday night. And uh, we'll go with New England here. Minus one just to beat the Jets. Too bad. Uh, you know, that. Too bad. the uh, Too bad. The NFL can't flex a Monday night game and get the Jets yeah. out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how is that even happening? You know, it's going to be. Yeah, we're either going to be in. We we're either going to be embarrassed, or the whole world is just going to see how bad the Jets are. So, are you are you afraid of Adam Gaze fighting for his job? No, absolutely not. I think uh, I think that's the only reason why they're keeping him around is so that they can get the, the pick. You know, it, it is. I, I I saw I saw a quote something around the lines of like they're keeping Adam Gaze there because he's going to help them build to the future or something. That's it. Don't <laughs> yeah, don't right. mess up a good draft pick. Yeah. Leave him in. Yeah, that's his that's his part of building the future. Go on with sixteenth, and then he's done. So. All right, last but not least, I'm going back to my boys. I've been picking against them week after week. I've been disappointed with them, but you know what? I'm going back. I'm getting 10 and a half points. I'm taking the Sunday night game, the Saints plus 10 and a half against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I do think the Bucks are going to win, or yeah, it'd be a tight game, divisional game, but you know, the Saints, they all their games are close, whether they win or lose. I think they're, all the games have been three points or less than six. I mean, so. I'm taking the Saints plus 10 and a half. So that's where we're at there. All right. So just a quick recap. Um, we got the Bills plus nine against Seattle. Chicago plus 12 and a half. Fish plus 10 and a half. Going with Hot Carl and his Ravens plus three and a half. Uh, Saints on Sunday night plus 10 and a half. And uh, let's make it to that Monday night game where all we got to do is bet New England minus one. So. You know, if we make it to that, um, you know, we get seven to one. We could even take the Jets money line if a miracle happens. 
and, uh, <laughs> oh, and we, we'd probably make more money that way. <laughs> you know, you, you could probably get the Jets at five to one or four to one there. So you, no matter what, you win money. So let's make it to that game, and then we can make our decisions. So I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Leatherface would take uh, the Jets money line there. No, <laughs> he, he sticks to Texas teams, but uh, but I don't think I don't think he wants anything to do with Dallas this year. <laughs> all right there, there you have it there's there's the pleaser teaser uh joey how much you know where are we saying like betting wise like if you put a few dollars in you know what's the payout for that uh you put a hundred bucks in you get 700 bucks back profit so we're looking at seven to one beautiful beautiful yeah, let's do it let's win we get we i want to get three on the season so we're we're almost there one more win and we are playing with house money the rest of the way. So we've been very close twice. I think we're going to get there this week. Yeah, I like it. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I changed your mind on the, uh, the Baltimore game. <laughs> well, we'll see how glad you are on Sunday. <laughs> let's, go, let's go, let's go Ravens. You know, every, every, I've noticed too, you know, I, I pick a lot of points. I always pick the points and then I sometimes will throw in the team money line, like new England or something like that, just because, you know, there's always a blowout like last week with the Colts, you know. So let's just hope that the Ravens just go nuts and blow out the Colts. And uh, we'll be very happy we made the right choice. It's it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yep. So. All right. So th- there you have it. There's a teaser pleaser. Let's get a big win there, Joey. I have all the confidence in the world in you. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So. After last week's debacle with the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, we basically had to beg our buddy Raj to come back this week to share his wisdom. So please, people, if you have any hate mail, if you have any death threats, direct them to Buffett Joe this week. We, we need Raj's wisdom, all we can get. All right, so, so ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the guy – who predicted a Buck Super Bowl with Josh Freeman <laughs> is the modern day Maharaja. This is Raj's wisdom. All right, there it is. Raj's wisdom, baby. Short and sweet. That's I it. like it. You can't get much better than that. Short the land of snake charmers. <laughs> Raj stayed away from the Falcons this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. That was so, beautiful. Buck, what is it? Bucks minus seven? Yeah, buck, Bucks minus seven. So, you know, you got your, <laughs> you got your Saints plus ten and a half. Hey, let's both win it. We'll thread the needle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so he, he he did us all a favor. He only stuck with the Bucks this week, so hopefully he's one for one. <laughs> there you go. Raj's <laughs> wisdom. All right, everybody. So now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, Doc's Locks.
you got this week? All right, let's go. Let's start on a Friday night. We got some Friday night top 25 football. We got the uh, Brigham Young, number nine in the country, 7-0, and uh, going on the road to take on Boise State. Boise State's 2-0, uh, and only two games into the season. They're ranked uh, 21. BYU is a three-point favorite, and I'm telling you to take, take BYU, and here's the reason why. Take BYU because of the quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, he's a starter now for three years. This kid, any other school in the country, we'd be talking about him uh, for the Heisman Trophy. He's 144 for 193, over 2,000 yards in these uh, seven games, 19 touchdowns to two interceptions. So I'm telling you, BYU minus three on the blue turf at Boise State. Wow. Remember remember when Boise State was like a team that would sneak up on people? Um, it's not that team anymore. I mean, this team is—it's a solid team, but it's not a Chris Peterson team. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't—I don't think Boise State's gonna uh, hang with BYU. I think BYU wins this game by ten. Is there fans? Are there gonna be fans in that game or no? Ah, try looking into that. Uh, I'm not real sure. I think they're gonna have some. Mm. Um, you know, these college games—it yeah. it does create a little bit of an atmosphere, but it's—it's not—it's not the same without a full stadium. So. Uh, well, if I take if I take BYU, which I'm gonna do, listening to the doc, um, it'll be my first time ever take betting against BYU at home at night on the blue turf. Bet, betting against Boise well, State, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Boise State. If, um, if you remember, um, and this was not part of Doc's locks, but if you remember last year, uh, we picked BYU against Boise State, and uh, and BYU started off slow and then had three touchdowns in the third quarter to ended up uh, winning that game. Yeah, who'd, who'd, who'd we take? We took, BYU, we took BYU, but it was at it was at Beautiful. home. It was at BYU. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, well, usually too, when uh, Boise State plays on a Friday night, they're usually thirty-five point favorites. That's you know? very true. Very true. And they usually cover. So yeah, to see them as a dog. That's... Yeah, it's uh, it, it is one of those where um, you know, it, it's questionable for me to even put them in as a lock to uh, have BYU win this game and cover the three, knowing that Boise State does bring that forty-point game uh, firepower. But uh, this this team has been special this year. It's seven and zero, and I'm telling you, the quarterback Zach, uh, he he's gonna he's gonna be the difference in this one. So, yep. I love it. yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason they're three point favorites, and uh, so all right, yeah, I believe in you, Doc. You know, you said the uh, same thing pretty much about the Michigan quarterback when uh, you guys played against the uh, the Gophers. That, so, that's right. You know, I I, I, I believe yeah. you. Hey, <laughs> funny, uh, and we stayed and we funny. stayed away from Michigan last week, right? <laughs> we we, we, yes, wrote, we rode with them when it made sense, and we stayed away when it didn't. Hey, uh, exactly. The the second lock for you is a team that I'm telling you is growing near and dear to my heart. They're the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. <laughs> They're looking for respect. You know, we we uh, we went against them about three weeks ago, uh, and then we uh, we rode with them this past week. And, uh, and they came through. They were a three-point favorite in the last one. We took them, and they ended up covering by, like, 40 points. So, uh, <laughs> Co- Coastal Carolina at home, they are an 18-point favorite against South Alabama. But South Alabama um, is, is not a team that I, I see putting up a threat. I think Coastal Carolina wins this game by four touchdowns. Uh, going away, it's a primetime 8 p.m. game. This is on ESPNU, so Coastal Carolina gets some television time. Uh, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They're looking to prove themselves. So, Doc's Lock, take the Chanticleers, minus 18. <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. I, it took me three games. I learned how to pronounce it. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, lock number three. This is a uh, 7.30, another primetime game on NBC. We have the Clemson Tigers minus uh, uh, Sunshine Trevor Lawrence, who um, I don't believe will be cleared to play in time. Uh, Clemson is a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Notre Dame. And I'm telling you, take the Tigers. Take the Tigers in this one. Take Clemson in that five-and-a-half points because I don't care that Trevor Lawrence is going to play this game because, again, it's next man up at Clemson. Whoever, uh, you know, it doesn't matter the quarterback that comes in next. It's it's ever since Deshaun Watson, it's the next man up as an, as, as an NFL-caliber quarterback. Um so I'm I'm telling you, take Clemson, take Travis Etienne at running back. They're going to cover that five and a half points. The defense is solid enough. They're going to slow Ian Book down in the Notre Dame offense. So I think I think to me, even though at Notre Dame at night, um, again, you're not getting that that home crowd dominance during the COVID era. So I've got Clemson as a lock uh, minus five and a half. You got uh, no fears after that Boston College game after they almost beat them. After they almost beat them, define almost beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they won by 14. That still covers, right? It didn't cover that. It didn't yeah. cover that game, right? Boston College Boston College did uh, – you're, you're right as far as the, the spread goes in that game. But, no, I, I think that, um, you know, Clemson still put up 34 points, and Boston College is not a bad yeah. team. Uh, they got a solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure that the Notre. I'm not sure Ian Book can bring the firepower that the uh, the the quarterback at Boston College can. Yeah, that mm-hmm. quarterback at BC. I love that kid. He is going to be. He's kind of under the radar too. Uh, he's going to be a pro for yeah. sure. Kind of reminds me of Daniel Jones, which you know Daniel's not doing great in the NFL, but Daniel Jones <laughs> coming out of Duke. Why, you know, I mean, but he's he was he came out of Duke, and no one really, you know, didn't really hear about him until the draft time. Yep. You know. And they were all shocked that the Giants picked him at number six. Um, I think his name's Phil Jerkovic. Uh, God, he's, he's Jer- very good. I like, I like Jerkovic. Him. Jerkovic, yeah, yeah, Jerkovic. Um, and in that game, in that <laughs> game, he was solid, but he only threw. You know, this is the thing. Here's a guy who's an NFL caliber quarterback in Jerkovic. He only completed fifty percent of his passes for two hundred and four yards. Now, on the opposite side of that field, mm. DJ Uilele, who came in in his first start because Trevor Lawrence is out, right? 30 of 41, mm. 342 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Etienne had 84 yards and a touchdown. That Clemson offense, it, they were slow to get mm-hmm. going, and the defense is what, you know, failed them early in the game. But when it mattered in that fourth quarter, um, you know, here's a question I have for you. Did Boston College score in the third or fourth quarter? I don't, I don't they, think they, they did. Didn't. They hit 28 in the first half. Oh um, and did not score in that second half. That defense got dialed in. So, uh, yeah, feel yeah. confident. So it was all it was all yeah. comes in the second half. You know, I could see a lot of people too uh, picking Notre Dame in this game, and uh, they're all the amateur guys. So I'm going with the with the with the doc being sharp minus five and a half. That spread might even go lower with all, everyone put, picking Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so. one you can ride it till game time. I don't think it's going to grow. Not with uh, not with Trevor Lawrence being sideline, but with DJ Ulele in there, I, I still think uh, Clemson covers this. Uh, even even up to, even, mm-hmm. I would take it even up to a touchdown, even up to seven. I think Clemson still covers. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's going to be an exciting game. That that is game. a uh, seven thirty game NBC at Notre Dame. All right, beautiful. I'll be I'll be locked and in now. The 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 lock of the week 
Um, and this one, again, you talk about getting close to the heart with emotional strings and all that good stuff. We got the world's largest cocktail party minus the cocktail party this year in Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> obviously, we have a, a COVID damper here going on that's preventing some of these things. But uh, we got Florida and Georgia. We've got uh, we got two top 10 teams. Uh, number eight, Florida. Number five, Georgia. Uh, the the SEC East is pretty much on the line for a trip to eventually take on Alabama in the SEC championship. This game will be on CBS at 3.30. Neutral site, Jacksonville. The dogs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, here's the deal. Florida can score. Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, uh, they, they have an offense that's going to put up 40 points, right? Not so fast. This this game, this is one that I, you know, I almost sold my dogs out on this game because of the of the Kentucky mess and and what's going on with Stetson. Uh, I call him Billy Bennett. Um, but this is where this is where I think about my two coaches. I got Kirby Smart on one hand, who has put in place a system that is defensively sound and uh, and offensively conservative. And done with class. And on the other hand, I got Dan Mullen, who watches a, a so-called cheap shot. And I'm not going to defend the guy from Missouri, but it wasn't a head-to-head hit on the quarterback. It was a chest-to-chest. Um, Dan Mullen's trying to pick fights with half the Missouri football team before the half. And then when the game's over with, to, to, to hide the shame that he should have had on his face, he puts on a freaking Darth Vader costume and Darth Vader mask to greet the, uh, the crowd. The guy's a complete idiot. And uh, he, he's a he's 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 the <laughs> definition of a schmuck. And there is no way on God's green earth am I going to pick his crappy ass team, Florida, along with Todd Grantham, third and Grant. They call him third and Grantham because he can't get his team off the field on third down. So I'm telling you, I'm I'm going <laughs> I'm going with the wisdom of Kirby Smart and a guy who would probably sacrifice the spread against Kentucky to save something for this Florida game. There, uh, they're, you know, you want to you want to roll the dice on this one and say that that uh, it's still risky. Uh, Richard Lacan. Richard Lacan is the captain of the Georgia defense. He is the uh, a senior uh, safety on the team. He's basically a coach on the field. The young man had a motorcycle accident after that Kentucky game and will not be available for this one. They're also missing two other defensive starters, so there is a little fear that the defense is going to be sidetracked. But you know what? There's nothing but NFL talent on that field on Georgia's team, and I believe they've got something now to play for, and that's respect. That's also the love of their teammate. Um, I think they're going to go out in this game. They're going to beat Florida. They're going to cover the three-and-a-half points. I got the dogs, and that's my lock of the week. Let's go, dogs. Go, dogs. You know, the uh, (laughs) Georgia-Florida fight, you know, it's already gotten going with that Saints Bears game with uh, Wims and that uh, safety that Gardner Gardner Johnson. Oh man! Did. So I mean, they've already been yeah. fighting. So. Wh- Wh- Wims was doing his best George Pickens impersonation, starting fights out on the field. If y'all, if, if y'all don't know, George Pickens is the Georgia player who uh, started punching a Georgia Tech player last year. The end of the game and got suspended yes. for the SEC championship. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Maybe too. Dan Mullen was one. just doing his best Georgia impression. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> funny. All right. So there you have it. There's Doc's locks for the week. Um, the past two weeks, Doc has only missed by one game. So let's 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 get a you know perfect one hundred percent. Yeah, please don't job. let it be the Georgia Florida game that I miss on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what though? But after two weeks, six and two, that's 
very impressive and very profitable. Let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking all those bets, I mean, you're you're winning money and you're happy. So, you know, we got all the faith in the doc here. He does his homework each and every week. He knows these he knows these locks. I love it. That's it. All right. So, on that note, let's go ahead. Let's get to our segment Doc's Injection of Insanity. Doc, what do you all got? All right. This week so, for a couple us? weeks ago we had fun with Halloween. Last week we did a little political uh humor. Uh this week we're going to tie in um we're we're not going to do a wrestler of the week this week. We're going to we're going to basically take ourselves down memory lane. And so my question is, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time. And I'll start us off to give you guys a minute to think about it. And I've had to go back and forth because I got a lot of respect for Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. I grew up a little stinger. Uh, obviously love Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. But I'm going to tell you my favorite of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you know, Steve. You, you go back to the Monday Night Wars. Um, and, and this was the highlight where four and a half million people are sitting around a TV set, uh, most of them on college campuses, to just see what Stone Cold had to say. They didn't even care if he wrestled. They just wanted to see that man grab the mic, drink a beer, and go off on Vince McMahon. And so I'm telling you, it was good time, Stone Cold. Again, four and a half million people sitting around watching uh, a wrestling show. That's more people than tune in now for an NBA Finals championship. Think about that. Incredible. Yeah, Stone Cold's Austin three sixteen. I mean, he was hands down probably the coolest wrestler of all time. I mean, just between, <laughs> you know, just between drinking beer, giving people the fingers. I mean, I know, you know, <laughs> I, I was a young kid. I, I was like nine years old, and then you know, nineteen ninety nine when Austin was pretty much at his peak. And I mean, I'm pretty damn sure I got in trouble multiple times for giving somebody a finger, and you know, that was because Stone Cold <laughs> was doing it. So, and I mean, come on, he. He's the reason everybody says, what? 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 <laughs> so, I mean, he, he, he got what over. I mean, come on, man. Austin, great pick, Doc. I, I love that pick. That's it. That's it. All right. Joey, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Well, I, it's, when he first asked, I want to go to a classic, but I just I have to go to someone from that era as well and who I was obsessed with as a 12, 13-year-old kid. And – uh. That's The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's blown up now. But back then, I loved that guy. Um, I loved all his, you know, his promos and exit people, what your name is. It doesn't matter what your <laughs> name is. Just, uh, everything about the guy I loved, I would, I would do it all day long. I'd ask teachers, hey, what's your maiden name? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Out of my, laughs> my mom would get calls and me imitating The Rock all day long in school, so... Um, I'm going with the Rocky. Yeah, I once waited online for like seven hours to meet that guy in freezing cold with one of my buddies. Uh, back when I was in eighth grade, met the Rock, got my book signed. Was just, what was was what, that? It was that in like 2000. Whenever he wrote his book, I was in eighth grade, so yeah, it was about 2000. Yeah, because yeah, I met the Rock at the Mall of America, did the same thing, but I was indoors. Really? <laughs> See, dude, we were outside, and the line was it was at a Barnes and Noble. We get there uh, like two o'clock after school, and the line was unbelievably long. And they cut it off. They said no more new people, no more new people. And there was, you know, they weren't let. They were cutting it off from all the people like far down. You know, all the people couldn't meet the rock. And I told my buddy, I said, "Listen, let's let's cut under the line." You know, so the security guard changed his way, and we just kind of finagled our way in with some people, and they were 
they were cool about it, letting us, you know, cut them or whatever. And uh, we got in. It was like, it was bitter cold, though. You know, <laughs> that's six awesome. hours and met the rock. So, yep, that's just what I, I, like I said, I did all his imitations, smell with the rock, just cooking the whole night. <laughs> yeah. At the, at, the, at the Mall of America, there was over a thousand people. And uh, he was at the old, he, he did the autograph signing where Nitro did the, uh, you know, they had yeah. their show right where the elevators were. So, and, you know, right next to that was Camp Snoopy. So there was people in line, you know, all the way through Camp Snoopy. And I mean, Joey, at your, at your signing, could you actually hand your book to The Rock? Because at the Mall of America, we had to hand it to some schmuck who slid the book down to The Rock. Like we couldn't personally <laughs> hand it to The Rock to sign. I, you know, that kind of sounds familiar. But, uh, I don't really remember. Yeah. I remember having my book in my hand, bringing it. But yeah, that sounds like I gave it to some guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he just signed it and said what's up and I was just yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was you know, I was all talk. I was like, when I get there I'm gonna say something to him, are you jabroni and this and that? And then I get there, you know, thirteen year old kid, I'm starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say a word to the guy. So know? on the on the record, Buff Hat Joe's favorite wrestler of all time is one whose catchphrase included the word cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, buddy. That's right. Oh god. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I thought Joey was gonna go with tug tugboat, big Van Vader. You know, he, he likes the big guys. Maybe, maybe King Mabel, King Kong, yeah, Yokozuna. I love Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do love Yokozuna. I I remember seeing one uh, Yokozuna eating a tub of butter, like a of just a big bowl of butter, and I remember trying to do that. And my mom. Like, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I love Yokozuna as well. So. All right. So um, I was kind of debating because, I mean, yeah, it's it's a toss up. It's kind of like what I'm feeling that day, you know, but uh, wrestler, you know, in ring wrestler, I would say for me, Bret Hart, because, you know, his, his storytelling, you know, nobody told, you know, better stories than Bret Hart. He made everything realistic in the ring. Um, but if I'm going to say the greatest of all time, I got to go with the complete package and I got to go with. The Nature Boy. <laughs> Rolex wear. Player, baby. <laughs> Kiss Weird. stealing, wheeling, dealing. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing for me with Ric Flair, I mean, like I said, he's a complete package. His promos, I mean, he had promos from the 80s that everybody is just still reciting. You got, you know, <laughs> it, it's a crossover. You know, he's like in hip hop, you know, people love Ric Flair. They love him in the NFL. You know, Ric Flair, his, his matches were, you know, yeah, they were predictable. You know, he did pretty much the same spots. But, I mean, I hate guys who expose the business that make wrestling, you know, look fake. But Ric Flair is the only guy, I think, that can get away with doing that one-step drop and just the most <laughs> silliest thing ever. And then, you know, he goes up to the top rope. It's the same thing every time. But, I mean, Ric Flair, for me, is just one of the greatest of all time because, I mean, you look at his matches with Ricky Steamboat, Terry Funk, you know, when he, Sting, when, you know, when he needed to go, he would go. But, I mean, Ric Flair just – I'll always remember um, him and Shawn Michaels at the Target Center. Michaels did a sunset flip. This was in about 2007. Michaels did a sunset flip, pulled Flair's trunks down. Flair wrestled with his ass out yeah. for like five yeah. minutes. And it was just amazing, you know. Ric Flair just – his promos, I mean, the whole Jay Lethal thing with him and Jay Lethal going back and forth. If you haven't seen it, that's just one of the funniest segments I love of wrestling it. Jay, history. Jay Lethal, <laughs> so. probably the best impression I've ever seen of Ric Flair. That's for sure. 
Yeah, that that <laughs> prompt, that uh. That's you know, Carl, tell you, tell you, Ric Flair, yeah. one of the things amazing about him is we're talking about a wrestler that was popular across multiple generations. You know, you're, you're talking about the Ric Flair mm-hmm. of the 90s um, and how popular he was during the Monday Night Wars. And then I can even I even think back like the very first match I went to at a Tallah- Tallahassee Leon County Civic Center. And it was uh, Ric Flair in the main event against rugged Ronnie Garvin and uh same thing, gets his <laughs> pants pulled down. Then he runs off to the back and gets counted out. Because, you know, back in the day, that's how the champion, Ric Flair, was dirty about that. He would just get counted out to keep his title until they forced him in a match at like a, a little, you know, Starcade <laughs> or something to, uh, that, that you couldn't do that. But uh, I'll remember, never forget uh, the, the Ronnie Garvin grabbing the mic and uh, literally laying into Ric Flair, dropping F bombs <laughs> left and right. I'm eight years old going, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> good times yeah that's a great great pick great pick yeah and i mean you know legend the the rick flair strut everybody knows a strut and i mean the first thing you hear in a in a building for a wrestling show what, what, what is it you hear that people are you know shouting <laughs> exactly that's that's how you know you're over so rick flair greatest of no all doubt, time for no me doubt. awesome awesome so, all right. Anything else, boys? I mean, we went we went quite a while. We went sixty minute man, baby, Ric Flair. We we went the distance tonight. Um, anybody got anything to add on to that? Uh, man, I don't have anything other than I'm just ready for some uh, ready for some college football to kick in, get these NFL games going, get our uh, get our country tuning away from all the politics and all the mess with the news. Let's enjoy some football and get back to business. That's it. That's it. I'm very excited about this week. I'm confident in our DraftKings picks, confident in the Doc's locks. And, uh, yeah, and fellas, I'm going to go ahead and say it right here, right now. If the dogs do not come through in this game, I will tell you who my schmuck of the week is, and that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Remember this. (laughs) Go, dogs. All right, so there you have it. If you haven't already, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and definitely subscribe to up, up to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you got any hate mail, if you got any death threats, again, send them to Buffett Joe. So, yeah, he'll, he'll drop that. he'll drop them off so. with uh, Lisa at the Wendy's drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. All right, guys. So until <laughs> next time, catch catch y'all later. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>